You really wake up early for this one. I really did. <laughs> I think I deserve a gold star、yes. or two. <laughs>、uh -huh. And we're back too. And we're back. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. Yes. So we have to really give a shout out to Amanda today,、um, because yes, she and I have been fighting this time zone war for some time. Oh yeah. For those of you who don't know, I'm located in Chicago, and Ben is somewhere in the Netherlands. Well,、uh, Wagner. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that, so I just say somewhere in the Netherlands. Okay.、Um, but essentially, there's a seven-hour time difference, and we finally managed to make it work. So. Yes. <laughs> so for those who are eagerly waiting for our new episode, here it is. Yay! Yeah, and today I really want to share some of my dark thoughts, or. Maybe some some someone would find it interesting, but、um, to me they're a little dark.、Uh, but this is related to food, so I、um, I found I'll just bounce them to Amanda and、mm -hmm. get her genuine、yeah. reactions. Ben's and, gonna give like a soliloquy, like a solo speech, and I'm gonna <laughs> criticize and give <laughs> genuine reactions no, no,、really. and criticisms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, but it, we kind of talked about it a little bit before this recording, and I think what what he has to say is really interesting. So,、um, you know, let's let's chat a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. Like a couple months ago, we did an episode on uh, GMO uh, foods and、uh, recombinant proteins. So those are、mm -hmm. to、uh, use a host,、um, some microorganisms, microorganisms normally. Uh, as the host to produce certain food ingredients,、uh, they're normally proteins or other、uh, high-value ingredients that are difficult to get or or、uh, costly to get from、uh, its original source. So examples of it would be,、um, for example, the、uh, various enzymes,、uh, or or、uh, mm -hmm. for example, chymosin, the enzyme to make、uh, cheese, are produced、uh, in microbes instead of. Uh, from uh, you know uh, young calves or uh, uh, from camels,、uh, those are the more、mm -hmm. uh, expensive and rare sources、um, that happens in、mm -hmm. nature.、Uh, but from microbes, it's much cheaper, and、um, it's an effective、right. tool.、Um, and similar examples are also in you know the proteins.、Uh, we introduced the company a long time ago,、um, Perfect Days, the company who makes. Uh, uh, dairy protein, milk proteins from uh, a uh, yeast source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it's pretty common, you know, in in not even the past few years, but like you said, with chymosin, etc. In past few decades, really leveraging microbes, yeast, fermentation in order to produce something of value、mm -hmm. with you know minimally, hopefully minimally less cost, but also less. I guess, in some sense, less suffering to animals, right? Instead of killing young calves、yep. to get, was it renin?、Mm -hmm. um, you know, seeing if we can get it from another source. So that's kind of what spurred your thoughts as well, <laughs> right? Looking at you know cultured meat from from a yeah. Purely ethical standpoint, exploring what technologies are available. Well, cultured meat is something slightly different. Right, so culture meat、uh, is also quite of a hot topic in food、uh, for a couple of years now too. Right, it is to、mm -hmm. in vitrally cultivate or 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 to produce、uh, muscle cells、right. or meat cells、uh, without using a animal body. 
So these cells are grow in incubators and uh, controlled environments uh, for it mm-hmm. to uh, make tissues uh, and um, other larger muscle uh, structures, uh, which are essentially uh, meat in in the context of uh, food. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and it's been fairly successful. Uh, actually, in Singapore, uh, the uh, regulation uh, regulatory agency has uh, already approved it. So you can actually buy uh, cultured meat uh, products in the market already. Um, mm-hmm. And but I want to give a twist on it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, as always, uh, hear me out before I get into my thoughts. Uh, I, I, I may just want to tell a story. It's a it's a folktale from China uh, called uh, The Journey to the West or uh, in Chinese, it's Xiyouji. It's a kid's. It, well, it's it's a it's a novel written a long time ago, uh, a folktale novel. Uh, but nowadays, it, it's been turned to uh, various cartoons and uh, animations, mm-hmm. even movies. Right. Mm-hmm. It's. I guess it's a story that the Chinese public would really be. Everyone. Everyone knows about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every single person you talk to, it's mm-hmm. a very famous folktale. Yeah. Or, or in the Chinese speaking communities, right? Even in Malaysia, yeah. I think also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. So the story is really about um, one master and three uh, disciples. Yeah. Uh, and um, they have these type of uh, figures. Uh, they have uh, uh, different powers. Uh, but the, really, the goal or the journey is to go from the east to west. And uh, mm-hmm. and on this journey, uh, the master who doesn't really uh, who who is a very um, how would you describe Tang Sung? He, he's he's just a a very like a very benevolent yeah benevolent. You know, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to kill any anyone on the way, even if there's people who's out to kill him. Right. He wants to avoid. He's like Muhammad Gandhi, kind of yeah. But, he has uh, a pure imagine spirit. like a monk. Yeah. Yes, very pure spirit. A very pure spirit. Uh, is very nonviolent. Uh, but the three disciples are actually uh, have a lot of different uh, abilities, uh, and they're served as kind of the the protections of uh, of Tang Xiang, the master on the road, and all the mm-hmm. different other monsters along the way or enemies, quote unquote. Their pure goal is to get Tang Xiang and eat him. So, yes. uh, and this concept of Tang Xiang's meat uh, from the myth would take people to eternity. Yeah, supposedly if you eat it, you can live forever. Exactly. And that's that's the that's the whole premise for why the story even exists because no one yeah. would be blocking them on their journey to the west mm-hmm. if he didn't have divine meat, so to speak, right? Yes. So it's almost a form of cannibalism, right? Believing mm-hmm. that by eating this meat, you will be bestowed upon this, you know, you can live forever, yeah. you know? Infinite longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is this brings to my point, like back to this is hundreds and thousands years ago, but then bring to nowadays. Um, it is also possible to culture human meat outside of a mm-hmm. human body to make uh, uh, and, and to make human cells uh, uh, replicate and uh, and become uh, tissues and muscles. Um, yes. So yes. Uh, so the concept of Tang Xiong's meat. Uh, which is hu- uh, a human meat uh, in the folktale could actually exist, or for sale mm-hmm. potentially, or or as a as an object really exists. Right in the right, <laughs> unless yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And let's talk let's talk about that a little bit because I think something that a lot of people will be wondering is we have the technology now to make culture neat in general, right? It could be culture fish meat, it could be beef, it could be I don't know, maybe someone's working on pork. Mm-hmm. We we have the technology there not to the full extent to replicate something anything, any meat exactly, but we're we're getting closer and closer. So a lot of you know, when you say culture human meat, People are going to be wondering why why human meat instead of all these other meats that people are used to eating. Yeah. No, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 so <laughs> that's why this is a really dark thought in, in, in some regards because the the concept of eating humans uh, or cannibalism are uh, in many cultures, uh, but it's I think largely in today's society uh, not accepted. Right. Yeah. So, but from ethical standpoint, could uh, these individual culture meat technology challenge that? As a food mm-hmm. source, can we just eat human cells, human muscles? Can that be right. an option for future foods? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it is it worth thinking about just from a just from a like I guess thought experiment standpoint? Yeah. And I think one standpoint. one thing. One thing to think about too is, you know, when you're trying to make, let's say, cultured beef, like culture, you want to make a piece of steak, right? By mm-hmm. culturing cells, uh, a lot of times to do that, you need to use bovine serum albumin. Is that what it's called? BSA. Uh, that's the protein, but I I think you just need some. Uh, so so in order for the beef bovine muscle cells serum. to 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 grow, yeah, you you do need uh, bovine blood serum. Right. So that serum is actually derived from cows. So even mm-hmm. if you're trying to make culture beef, the fact that you still need to use a byproduct of cows to make this supposedly more humane and ethical option, mm-hmm. that's something that maybe, you know, sounds that, that is is not as ethical as it sounds, right? Versus let's say where you making culture human meat, but instead of using bovine serum, we're just using mm-hmm. human serum, you know, maybe the leftover portion after people donate their blood, right? Yeah, I, I as mean, a form of waste prevention. So I, I feel like there has to be a, there has to be a justification for culturing human meat to make people even consider that idea, or else it's more mm-hmm. of a like, uh, more, more of a mm, like pure curiosity. Some you know investor just wants to see if you can do it from the sake of doing it, but the adoption will be very difficult. Yeah, unless there's a <laughs> strong, you know, you would have to really market it. Like no cows killed in a process, or yeah, you know, r- just a little bit of your blood, <laughs> which doesn't sound that great it, either. But. Well, I mean, the entire idea is very far from commercialization. Right. Um, right. 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 And from what we understand, or uh, we did a little bit of research before this, and it's only one art project um, yeah. that has uh, done some of these uh, human uh, cultured meat, uh, and uh, as an art experimentation art uh, type of uh, experimental art expression. Um, and the really the meaning behind it from the uh, the artist was to question. Uh, the ethical uh, practice of actually killing young calves for this purpose of uh, produce cultured animal meat, 
right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it, like Amanda introduced, there are still animal killing in cultured meat, and that is uh, something uh, worth questioning. Um, the artist's standpoint is that, on the other hand, you do have a lot of wasted or expired human blood serums that are uh, that that are going to waste uh, because they they cannot be taken, uh, they cannot save lives anymore because they're expired. But they mm-hmm. could also provide nutrients to um, enrich and grow human culture meat. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, they probably already have a place to go for for you know regenerative uh, organs or other type of human uh, to to help human cells to grow, uh, but not in the form of making food. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's a that's just kind of my thought about it and um uh kind of curious what tang sung ro would taste like that tang sung's meat would taste <laughs> like right <laughs> uh, yeah i mean one way to market it <laughs> it could it could be like a curiosity thing right what mm-hmm. what does human meat taste like without actually having to kill humans in the process oh yeah i can see it being a sort of just from a thought experiment point of view so people don't th- say that oh my god amanda is like cannibalistic but uh i feel that it could be a novelty mm-hmm for rich people who are curious mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure people will pay for it even if you charge like a thousand dollars per head something just like that, for that yeah. novelty mm-hmm. right right yeah so that that could be one way i'm just thinking about it from a commercial lens because that's <laughs> the way i think about things that's nowadays. who are you now <laughs> yeah i'm a corporate cog now so <laughs> uh-huh. yeah yeah uh- but i think i mean like just just from a purely ethical theoretical standpoint right culture human meat is better than culture beef meat let's say just because we're we're actually not killing any animals in the process right Mm because to get bovine serum it would be from killing pregnant cows and taking their baby serum is essentially Mm -hmm. uh so i guess like one thing to think about is for all the vegans out there and you know ah, people that's who really an interesting care about question ethics you know are they willing to consume this like wh- what is their gut reaction and you know yeah it's is- yeah exactly well i don't know how like veganism would define consume human derived products right because veganism a lot of times is about better for the planet reduce animal suffering right mm-hmm. that's sort of the tenets of veganism if no one is suffering but you're essentially mm-hmm. eating your like brothers and sisters how okay would it be you know yeah that's that's an excellent point because i guess you can breastfeed can you breastfeed when you're a vegan or you you want your children to be vegan um, that's a good question. Mm. I'm actually gonna Google that right now. Is breastfeeding vegan? I mean, if if that milk is coming from you, oh, apparently it is. It is vegan. Yeah. So, I would say same as meat. Right. Uh-huh. No animal suffering in this process. Right? Yeah. So. Uh, in fact, you're taking uh, a waste product and making something out of it because you're taking waste human blood serum. That's true. And, unless there's. I guess the the ethical question would be, too, right? You have these waste human blood serum. That's that's gonna go to waste if it's not used. 
But mm-hmm. if culture human meat ever grows to the proportion where like it's commercially in demand, yeah, where do you get those blood? Yeah,、uh-huh. yeah. Like, does that mean that other I don't know? Maybe there are like medical labs or medical research that needs human blood serum who can't get it anymore because、mm-hmm. all of it's going to culture human meat. So、wow. I guess like that's also something to think about. But.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are supply chain. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I I I mean, I hope people are still listening. This is getting pretty dark. It's a dark episode. We did warn you. Yeah, yeah. This is what Ben thinks about in the shower. It's like, "Mm, what does Tungsen roll? What does Tungsen meat taste like? Oh man, Mm. Uh, that's not the only thing I'm thinking of.、Um, But but we can carry the same type of thought paradigm to, uh, maybe less severe or、uh, less dark type of applications, right? Because we already mentioned um human uh milk, right? Breastfeeding. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there are actually well, there is at least one company. That is uh working actively on uh cultured human casein, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Human、uh, casein is the、uh, major milk protein in, in、uh, mammals. So, so、mm-hmm. uh, cows, sheep, and、uh, and human all、uh, produce similar type of uh, uh, casein proteins, in,、uh, and that's the primary protein source that you would get from drinking milk. So,、mm-hmm. this human casein、uh, that can also be cultured、uh, external from a, a body, right? So. Uh, these type of、uh, caseins are、uh, essential ingredients that you can use to formulate infant formula、uh, for for、uh, for for baby、uh, milk powders, right? So, right.、Uh, there are companies dedicated to it as a supplement to、uh, you know human milk、uh, because human milk does have a lot of more、uh, than casein, right? There, there are a lot of in-、yeah. immunoproteins、mm-hmm. uh, and.、Um, Every everything else,、uh, even living cells, I think in in、mm-hmm. in this milk that that would、mm-hmm. bring a lot of benefits and protections to、uh, infants, but that、uh, this culture、uh, casein would just be a supplement to it、um, in、right. in cases of、uh, maybe not enough、um, mother milk、uh, m- milk from the mother.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that does does culture casein concept? I mean. Essentially, is that something? Do you know if that's something that's already done in a dairy industry? Oh, for and we're just cows, yeah, for right, yeah. but not so. So for for to mimic the because you're that you're saying that the casein is very similar across mammals, right? So is there any benefit to culturing human casein versus just utilizing you know, let's say, cow casein and culturing that? Uh. Well, I think from a nutritional standpoint, the case the human casings are still、um, preferred. Yeah, or or yeah, at least it's it's closer to what、uh, breastfeeding would be. So I think that's、mm-hmm. the that's the argument, or、yeah. or that that's the standpoint, the drive for for these type of work. Right.、Um, yeah, but then the ultimately that's what if you're using. Milk casing, for example, it's basically what the practice right now is.、Mm-hmm. It's it's to use milk milk casing as the main protein source with the various、gotcha. other um、uh, yeah. supplements. I mean, the idea of cultured human casing for milk sounds a lot 
less jarring than culture human meat, I think, for, for several reasons, right? Mm-hmm. One is actually you're just eating the byproduct of a human body. Like, you know, you're, you're eating mm. something that the body produces, right? Yeah, like sure. Human milk is something that probably everyone has drank growing up. Mm-hmm. Human meat is something I would say, <laughs> I would hope the majority of the world, you yeah, know, we don't have to go. We never have to get to that stage, right? Mm-hmm. And, and also the other thing is one thing is eaten out of necessity, right? Mm-hmm. Babies need milk to thrive. And I think there are so many studies on how breastfeeding is usually better than formula because of that unique combination of like you said immunoproteins and you know probably human casein as well Mm -hmm. in comparison to to the cow's version so it's almost from a necessity but culture human meat at at this point at least sounds more like a novelty Mm -hmm. for people where it's sort of a you know like an interesting thought it's almost like an exotic dish right Uh right it's like investing a lot of money and time into this thing that it's i guess it it could become something that really prevents i guess animal suffering in the future but i i think most people the general public at this point when they think of it they don't think that far yet it's just Mm. oh why would we do that that sounds so odd Right. right so that's it's it's not i guess in their eyes it's not necessary compared to culture human milk right yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, quite of a concept still, but like you said, in, in the casing part, it could really make a benefit or or a foreseeable benefit to um, many parts of the world. Actually, um, where where perhaps uh, many nutrient resources are um, uh, are constrained, right? So um, that's something. Uh, well, we, I'm also thinking, right, so so you can uh, produce these type of human caseins for uh, baby foods, for, for uh, infant formulas. Um, but another, also a little bit controversy, um, kind of uh, more of an ethical debate as well, is to eat, um, quote-unquote, uncommon, uh, you know, or uh, uncommon meat or, or um, mm-hmm. food, right? So I'll give two examples. Uh, one is dog meat, right? So eating dogs are uh, it, it's a it, it's a, a custom in many uh, parts of the world. Uh, for example, part of China, Vietnam are quite um, quite common uh, for 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 dog eating, uh, but it's wildly uh, un- unacceptable in many other parts of the world. Um, mostly because of killing of dogs right right so if with this culture meat technology can we culture dog meat uh in vitro uh, so that we're not killing dogs but we're getting dog muscles for food purposes right so you're thinking from a standpoint of Allowing people to preserve their traditional food culture, mm-hmm. but at the same time, not letting, uh, I guess, not not harming any animals in the process. Exactly. Right? That are, that to some other parts of the world is kind of really unacceptable. The mm-hmm. way I think about it, if people are holding on to their culture of eating dog meat, I feel like if it's a tradition for them... The chan- I, I don't know how open they are 
or they would be to culture dog meat because of even though it's technically still dog meat it's not what they are yeah i mean we're talking about tradition here right and culture that's true but then part of it is also the taste right Right. people really like the taste so that they choose to eat it Mm -hmm. and i think culture dog meat for example could reassemble that have you tasted it before like dog meat Mm-hmm. I don't think so. It's not very common in where I grew up. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I guess if it's something that is really jarringly different, like lamb versus chicken, where there's like a uh-huh. very strong smell associated with it, I, I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I guess also the thing is like once the meat is out on the market, sometimes people don't know where it's from. <laughs> you don't know if it came from an actual dog or if it came from like a culture dog meat lab (laughs) Uh yeah i'm just thinking from from a commercial lens the cultures that do want to preserve the you know tradition of eating dogs typically a lot of it is in the more rural areas right Mm -hmm. of these different countries and for there to be substantial investment into culturing dog meat i think there has to be like enough of a push so that push is going to have to come from maybe the general public yeah. for that to happen more than anything else. Right. So it's it could be an option. And I do see that as an alternative um, mm-hmm. to, to, to kind of hit uh, both sides uh, um, from, from the, the culture meat technology perspective. Um, but certainly right. there, there are... Like implement like details about implementations. That's a different type of concern. Right, right. Because because I feel like uh, that could also be true for let's say force feeding uh, geese or um, uh, duck for a certain mm-hmm. type of uh, meat structure or uh, or their livers. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, with culture technologies, can you really? Uh, produce these type of food materials uh, external of animal body and to achieve the similar sensory or um, taste that um, Mm -hmm. that could you know this is honestly reducing this is the same as not uh, like reducing killing kettles right or raising more animals i think the logic it's quite similar except one is more accepted in the larger part of the world, um, mm-hmm. but the other the other is much uh, unaccepted, um, but still are practicing in certain parts of the world. Right, right, yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, I mean, it would be really interesting if we can get to that stage where our technology is advanced enough, we can essentially just lift and adapt it to any, any meat that mm-hmm. people want, right? Yeah. Like maybe instead of, I don't know, Maybe some people kill endangered animals because they really want, I mean, a body part, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Is that something that we can also just, through culturing cells to mimic that final structure, we can help prevent? Mm-hmm. I mean, those, yeah. those are all questions. Yeah. And really, another thought is, like, have we really hit the perfect meat? Right, because really a lot of people prefer beef or or praise beef as the uh, best type of muscle meat for food. Um, 
certain、mm-hmm. parts of the world definitely prefer lamb more than beef.、Uh, some por-、mm-hmm. some parts are majority still consuming pork,、uh, yeah. and you know chicken is almost universal in many、um, meat eating cultures.、Uh, mm-hmm. But are we done yet? Right? Are there one other animal source that could just have a very surprisingly delicious type of uh, uh, taste? And that that、right. has not、right. been widely、uh, farmed or raised, right?、Uh, but through right. the culture technology, we're able to make these、uh, delicious meat without killing the animal itself.、Mm-hmm. I just had a really interesting thought when you say that. Let's say there's a let's say there's an animal, right? I don't know. Give it a name, like I don't know, like a unicorn. I like okay. Let's say there's a unicorn. Yeah. And we have never really had unicorn meat because they are scarce, right? Let's、uh-huh. just say we find out how to culture unicorn meat, and it's delicious. <laughs> it's better than any meat we've had. You can stir fry it, right? Roast it, boil、uh-huh. it. It all tastes great. So now everyone's trying to buy culture unicorn meat, but then a market appears for real. Actual real unicorn meat straight from the source, <laughs> right? So then <laughs> people start killing and trapping these unicorns so they can get、uh, real authentic unicorn meat not made in the lab. I mean, it's just a thought experiment, right? I'm just throwing it yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so it may lead to an extinction. It may lead to an extinction,、uh, extinction, or it may lead to people eating less, like beef, pork, chicken. Right? Yeah. Like, it's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say how things will go. Yeah.、Right? That that's the thing about bringing any new technology onto the market. You can't predict consumer behavior, right? Yeah, and this like, is truly a disruptive a, technology. It is a very disruptive technology.、Uh-huh. I mean, this this reminds me of you know K cups for coffee. Yes. Like the Keurig cups、yes. and how they're all like single serve plastic.、Mm-hmm. I think a while ago the founder said like he actually somewhat regret bringing this onto market because he created this like you know giant waste of, of yeah、plastics. giant waste versus someone just roasting their coffee like the traditional way、uh-huh. right it's fast and it's convenient but it also produces so much more plastic. Mm-hmm. Then he he probably even think didn't think about that aspect all that much, right? When he was pushing this technology out there, and I think that's that's the challenge and risk with any new technology, which is like, what are we gonna use them to make? Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I hope the 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 inventor probably not a single person, but the group of scientists who take. Cultured the、uh, meat technology to produce food doesn't have to come out and apologize for、right. anything that happens in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's worth thinking about for sure by them, but there's also like they also only have limited control over it. A、for、lot、sure. of it is all right. The market、mm. is hard to predict sometimes. Yeah, so there are a lot of to explore in this cultured meat field.、Um, From what it is to how we can even better utilize the technology. I mean, more realistic challenges are really to scale it up and not contaminate、mm-hmm. it,、uh, because that perfect of a growing environment is also good for、uh, contaminations like microbes or other things to grow. Oh yeah, right, absolutely. So, so you have a lot of challenges just to scale up regular 
animal meat production uh, using mm-hmm. cell culture technology. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, we are talking a little bit um, several steps ahead, right? To see yeah, what yeah. are the other type of potential applications could be in this uh, in this domain. Yeah, probably at least like a ten year out, twenty year out type For of thing. For sure, but it's certainly worth thinking about. So yeah, great, I think great shower thought. I think the scientifically <laughs> scientifically it's possible. Yeah, yeah the, I don't doubt the, that. Our project already did it. The the what project? The uh, the, the, oh, art the art project. project. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's 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 possible, right? That's mm-hmm. why that's why I talked a lot about like consumer acceptability and scaling up, because mm-hmm. that's that's going to be the bottleneck to impl- implementation, right? Mm-hmm. The technology is always evolving, and we have seen how it's gone so fast with that Singaporean startup company. What was it that made the culture meet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it used to be what like a thousand dollars for a small piece of meat, and now it's very—I mean, it's actually commercially feasible. Yeah, it's like sub ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, and that happened in a really short span of time. So, I, I'm positive that our technology is evolving fast enough where we are able to do these things. I, that's, I mean, I think the bottleneck really is just how, how, how accepted it is by people, mm-hmm. and how can we scale it up. Yeah, for sure. Sorry to make you talk such a dark topic very early in the morning. Yeah, it's only eight forty six. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> no, but you did great. Yeah, well, my brain was certainly awake after I heard human culture. Beat, so <laughs> that's excellent. Well, um, I think that's been the episode. Yep. And thanks for listening. Uh, you can contact us at. Fihpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our previous episodes at various podcast platforms that you prefer. Uh, Please give us a five star if you enjoy the show. And we'll see you next time. Till next time. Bye bye.